What's up, guys? Welcome to the Set the Screen podcast. Today, we have a lot of stuff planned and a lot of stuff to talk about in NBA and NFL. Um, so for the NBA, Charlie's going to bring up a couple teams and ask us a couple of questions. And then later in the show, we're going to talk about our award. We're going to have our own NFL awards show and have our own predictions. So, uh, Charlie, yeah. you can go ahead and get us started. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. As Walker said, it's been a really jam-packed week of sports, NFL and NBA. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about the Knicks. Austin Rivers has transformed back into his high school self and carried them in the fourth yeah. quarter against the Jazz, scoring 14 points straight. 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won Austin without guys Rivers. like – Yeah, they won without guys like Obi, Obi Toppin, Nerlens mm-hmm. Noel, and Alec Burks, who are all very solid. So yep. my question is – can this team make the play-in tournament? I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying they're going to be the eighth seed or seventh seed. We know they're going to start losing in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, but can they – because the play-in tournament is 7, 8, 9, 10. So that's four teams right. that can make it. So they could slide in that 10 spot. So do you guys think the Knicks can make the play-in tournament? And then I'll uh, let you go in and answer that honestly? first. Honestly? I'll say play in tournament, but there's no possible way. Like the only way I see them making the play in tournament is the tenth seed, maybe, maybe the ninth. I don't see them in the playoffs at all. So right now they are. If the playoffs were to end today, only nine games in, of course, they'd be ranked. They'd be the fifth seed. So try. I'm going to ask you this question. Sorry, that was so weird saying the Knicks are the fifth seed, even though we're, the, even yeah, though we're nine games in. That is so weird. Okay, so Charlie, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the, the bottom of the East, right? And I want to tell you, I'll just go 10 through 15 and tell me if the Knicks are going to beat out any of these teams. You're going 10 for 15, all right. So, all right. Yeah, so there's the Hornets, the Heat, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Pistons, and the Wizards. So do you think the Knicks are going to be able to get in a spot above <laughs> any of those teams? Because um, I I think think realistically, can... the, Heat and the, Rap- the Heat and the Raptors will probably pick it back up. I'm not so, sure about the Raptors. Um, yeah, this is a so in one game, uh, so ten for fifteen. All right, um, Charlotte they can beat them. Chicago yeah. they can beat them. Detroit they Definitely. can beat them. Washington, well, the way Washington's looking, I think they can beat them because Washington's looking mm-hmm. terrible. Um, Awful. The real problem would be Miami because Miami is without Jimmy Butler right now. But once Jimmy Butler yep. comes back, we know this is a Finals contender. Um, and Toronto, I don't think they can beat them. So. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playing tournament, but I think they definitely can because Austin Rivers and, I mean, you have Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, a bunch of other good guys, and I think they're going to get a lot of trade value. They're going to uh, generate a lot of trade value with some of these um, role players that they have. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Austin Rivers, who they have for $3 million, can trade for maybe two seconds or maybe even and a And not first. to mention, I mean, there's also the possible, like the Magic right now are, you know, n- the number four seed. So we could also be in a world where the magic just, you know, they'll start out hot and then it's dropped again. But we'll see. I we'll feel see. like that's the magic every year. The magic so. will be in the playoff or not the playoffs, but playing play for sure. Yeah. Without always eight seed, always eight seed. Always. Yeah. We are going to move on to the Wizards who are technically, are they the worst team in the league? I, they're the worst team in the East. They're tied for it. Won't it be, with the Pistons. They won't be. No, I'm not saying they're the worst team, but yeah, the worst record-wise. Record-wise, they are tied. So, with the Timberwolves. With the Timberwolves and the Pistons. Yeah. Sorry, Emmett, See, the I know funny, I know the funny part um, is we beat them. We lost mm-hmm. to them, and then we beat them once. In the, this is preseason. Oh, I, I have to add um, that. Bradley Beal has had a heck of a week, um, scoring 101 mm-hmm. points in the two, in the last two games. 101. Um, and how many wins? 60. How many wins? Zero. I was about to get to that. And he's Zero on, wins. He's on, uh, he's on Walker's fantasy team, and I'm playing Walker this week. Uh, he's Curry. beating me by – 400 i think yeah i'm beating jake by 600 um yeah so um this wizards team is actually pretty talented if you look at it is this defensively they're so they're struggling so much like they'll score 124 points but they'll give up 125 they're kind of like the hawks team and the nets team and the nets hawks warriors that type of rules so if you are bradley beal do you request a trade? I mean, this has been going on no. for a couple of years now. This has been going on for a couple of years. I mean, he's been putting up insane numbers, but they just cannot put it together, especially with a guy next to him that is a Hall of Famer in Russell Westbrook. Here's the problem, in my opinion, on the whole Bradley Beal dilemma. So Bradley Beal signed, I think, was it a four-year contract? And it was the year before last year, so two years ago. 
No, we knew that he knew that John Wall wasn't going to be there. He knew that John Wall would still be away with his Achilles. He knew the team, like, he had to know the team would be good because it wasn't like they're going to make any trades. They were really rough. They were in a rough spot with cap space. I mean, now, does he, now, should he, like, you know, logically, should he request a trade? Yeah. But he knew what he, he knew what he was signing for. And I think it'd be kind of weak of him just to walk out like that and leave Westbrook alone again. <laughs> I feel or so leaving bad Westbrook, for Westbrook. Leaving Westbrook again. again. Like him averaging a Paul George, trying, Paul George, yeah. and Kevin Durant, and then Bradley Beal too. That would be that would be tough. Yeah. Um, so another player that's been on fire is Wardell Stephen Curry. I'm using his full name there because I mean he's just been incredible this week, scoring mm-hmm. 62 on the Blazers and 38 yes, on the sir. Clippers last night. Um, Curry led an incredible comeback for the Golden State Warriors after being down by 20 to the Clippers. Steph is looking like an MVP candidate, even better than maybe his 2016 days. Maybe um, uh, it's it's debatable. No, imagine um, how good he'd be if he had listen, Clay Thompson back. Too. How many games? This was just a week. He had a great week. Yeah, I mean, this team's also like not nearly as strong as it was in 2016. No, oh, it's, not, it's not. It's not. Not even not. Uh, yeah, nearly I know. I know. Not even close. Great analysis. Still, all I'm saying, yeah, 73. Now. All I'm saying is that he's not as they, good as 2016. Listen. Steph. Listen, he won't they have never be they, as good as 2016 stuff. Listen, amazing. they have won three out of the four last four games. Um, Andrew Wiggins has really been picking it up. Uh, I mean, he only uh, he only shot ten times last night. He hit five of them, which is nice. Um, but Kelly Oubre needs to pick it up. Um, yes. I think the Warriors need are sick of him being the guy that's bringing them down. Um, so if he could pick it up, I think they could be an eight, a six to eight seed. And I think this really shows you how big of an impact Draymond is because these yep. last couple of games he's been back and they've just been so much better. And Steph just have been look like been looking like himself. Um so yeah Draymond is definitely one of the keys to this team. Yep. Um yeah so I think they can make a six to eight seed. I think you guys would you guys agree with that? Yes. Maybe uh, the, West, the West I don't is know difficult. about I don't know about six through eight. I could definitely see a nine through ten situation. Because, I mean, I guess we did see it with the Clippers. They literally triple-teamed Curry, and, you know, Curry found a way. So, I think if um, Kelly Ure can play, like, to – I mean, we haven't really seen his, what, peak yet. But if he can play, like, to how he played at the Suns, yeah. Yeah. And if we see Wiggins just – like, honestly, like, all we're asking is to shoot the ball consistently and play a little bit of defense. And then see James Wiseman just keep doing what he's doing. Oh, he's been great. If I may add, I don't see them ever taking a six or seven. The only way I see him is maybe an eight. Yeah. But, like, I agree with um, you guys. They'll be in playing, but it, it'll be a fight for sure. And if I'm in the playing tournament in the West, I do not want to play this team. Nope. I do not. Because oh. Stephen Curry is dangerous. And Damian Lee. He has a Damian, few game I mean, winners yeah. this season. I mean, yeah. it's it's a well, one. One. A few. Well, he's a great shooter. Their whole team. They can all shoot. Wiseman can shoot. Draymond um, can shoot. Well, not Draymond. Sorry. With we'll the back, with the back. Ubre, yeah. can't. Ubre can't. Wiggins can't. Wiggins can't. Wiseman can't. Kind yeah. Of. Now that you say that, they have a lot of bench pieces <laughs> that can shoot, but yeah, they're they're okay. Uh, yeah, um, they're, they're deep. Eric so, yeah, they are. They're a pretty deep team. We are gonna get to Walker's team real quick. Um, John Collins recently came out and criticized Mr. Trey Young on his way of running the offense. Um, first of all, I'm just gonna give my take real quick. I yeah, sort of ahead. agree with John. I think he's right mm-hmm. because it feels like if Trey Young isn't hitting threes or driving to the basket and getting fouled, I feel like this team can't score because mm-hmm. I feel like the way they run offense is that Trey Young brings it up, the wings are in the corners, he waits for a screen, he either pops it or drives, and then he yep. either kicks it out. I feel like it's so repetitive. Um, um, it I works hear, I, I Well, it kind of does. Uh, these uh, last two games, they've lost to two teams that they could definitely have beaten. They lost yeah, to the Cavs. These were sad losses. The Cavs, I'm telling you, even though they've gotten out to the, a good start, the Cavs are not a good team. Even though I'm a fan, we are not good. And they yeah. lost to a Hornets team that's not good either. I mean, may, I mean yeah. they're not good. I'm just saying. So, the Hornets so, are not good. First off, I think I – think, I just kind of – I think it's very frustrating how – Players have to go out and tell the media all this. Well, in my opinion, it should just stay within the locker room. But yeah, you know, it's another debate for another time. But um, I don't think he. As much as I want to say John Collins is completely wrong, he's he's not. I think um, when Trey comes out the court, obviously the Hawks are a 
dramatically, you know, we're almost worst team. Um, and obviously our second unit can run it, but Trey Young is obviously the piece of this team. And I think Trey Young's playmaking is so good that it can almost make up for when he's having bad shooting days. But I think it goes to show that we need a second piece that we can give the ball and score to besides Trey. Because right now, John Collins isn't that guy. He's a big. And Bogey, Bogey could develop into that. But once again, he you know, comes off only... the bench, though. Sure. And yeah, yeah. But if they start, you know, throwing him some starting minutes. Um, and obviously, we're missing Gallo and Congo, too. Yeah, they're still missing a couple pieces. Like, um, I think uh, Chris Dunn has still been out. I'm not saying Chris yep. Dunn is a game changer, but yeah. he can definitely help on the defensive end because he's one Defense. of the best defensive, well, one of the best great. defensive guards on yeah. the, in the league. And also, he can he can't shoot, but he can pass a little bit. So maybe he. Can and one thing I will say, I never came out and said that the you know a lot of people coming out saying the Hawks for now contenders they weren't. You look at the teams we beat in those first four games, it was – all of them had, like, it a was way below 500 the, the Bulls, the Pistons, Grizzlies, who, Grizzlies yeah. without JJJ. Um, and it was the Bulls, the and, Pistons, yeah. and the Grizzlies. So, I mean, and, 3-0 is good, but, I mean, you're beating teams. And then, we, and then we were, like, 5-1 and because we beat the Nets and we lost to the Nets. But, and then they lost know, two just, consecutives. So, um, you know, we're not contenders, you know. People if I know may that. interrupt really fast, uh, a big play in this Indianapolis about? game – they just About overturned this fumble that was very obvious, in my opinion. No, and his knee was down. Did you Anyways. watch it? it? Yeah. It didn't look like it. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, by the way, you listeners at home, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills wildcard game is happening right now, and it's in the fourth quarter, and it's about to end, so – um, yeah, we're yeah, gonna we'll move update on. you with the final score. Anyway, yeah, keep going. We get that. But. All right, so we're gonna... Yeah, cause this, is, like, this is live. We're going to move on to um, kind of a um, – uh, not a bad part of the season. I mean, this is this is not great news. I think the NBA could be looking at maybe a two-week or three-week hiatus because of the COVID issues that they're having right now. I mean, mm-hmm. just from the Brooklyn Nets and the um, Philadelphia 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 76ers alone, um, the 76ers are basically all out. Um, I'm going to read off their starting lineup right now against the Nuggets. Um, the point guard, Isaiah Joe, shooting guard, Ty, uh, Tyrese Maxey. By the way, Tyrese Maxey is nice. Um, mm-hmm. Small yeah. forward, Dakota Matias, uh, Danny Green at power forward, and Dwight Howard at center. By the way, um, their, their power forward is six foot six, is Danny Green, and um, Matias is six foot four at small forward. So they're Whoa, insanely hey, the way, undersized. Just, just saying. But they're competing. I think we're recording this right now at halftime. It's 58 to 51, Nuggets. But, um, I know. So props to the Sixers for competing. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to check right now. Um, I believe that Tyrese Maxey is going crazy. Um, and yeah, yes, he is. He has 22 points. So Tyrese yeah. Maxey, watch out for him. Uh, he was crazy so, at Kentucky. So um, yeah, if I think if the NBA goes on a hiatus, it's just something we kind of have to expect. It's just really frustrating because there's only so much you can do about it. Um, we could obviously run through the bubble again, but that's just gonna be so much money. Um, I mean, and it would take so much think about it, Let alone to, to like when we ran the playoff bubble, that was a crazy amount of money too. And now just to think of doing that for almost six to eight months, yeah, man, it'd be rough. It'd be really tar- hard to see how they're gonna do that. Um, but I mean, Emmett, what do you think? I think there's not too much to really say about the topic. It's just, um, you know, what can you do about yeah, it? Yeah, I was just trying to inform. I was trying to uh, Just, I mean, seeing how immature some of the players are with it right mm-hmm. now, like going places without a mask on, like that's their responsibility to stay healthy so the whole league can play. And they're letting down all the league players. And uh, yeah, I think they should take, I don't know, I would love to see the bubble again. I kind of like the bubble. But mm-hmm. they should take a hiatus, I think. When they get it all cleared up, they need to have like – firmer punishments on some of the players because like mm-hmm. James Harden I think I think the main example is just James Harden because I haven't really seen anybody else um quote unquote misbehaving with the COVID protocols other than Mr. See there's Harden. some other people so, that are like they have like family over and that that also starts to get like a little scary yeah, with it, like um, big I guess. family gatherings each of them having big family gatherings and one person at the family gathering gets COVID they're all sitting around having fun especially during Christmas break or 
wherever. And um, yeah, I, it, I've seen a lot of players with a lot of family, but I think they should just cut it down to a few people who they're going to stay with. And yep. I think that should be it. I think the bubble will not happen, even though I think a lot of people want to see it happen again. Um, Or I think there's a lot of proponents and opponents of the bubble happening again. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Walker said it's probably extremely expensive to to have that going going on. Um, But the thing is that there's, like, what, two courts there? So there's no way that they can – this season would take – so much longer. And not to it mention, would probably and, span until June or July they, until we get the playoffs started if we win at the bubble. And if they want to do it at Disney or Orlando, those places are open for the public now. So they would also have to find a whole new place. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So well, that is so, – oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was – finished your statement. Uh, we are actually going to move on to the NFL because we have a lot to cover. Um one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Deshaun Watson has had a lot of rumors swirling around about um, him requesting a trade. And I think there's not one team in the league that wouldn't want Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's a couple that already have franchise quarterbacks, but he's just such an electric player that um, I think a lot of teams will be going after him, including um, both of your guys' teams. Maybe the Falcons yep. go after him if Maddie is Maddie's gone, and I think the Lions will definitely want to go after him. I don't think it will happen, but you know, um, I don't think it's going to happen with the Falcons either. Just not not a lot of pieces to uh, give away. Also, um, depending on if they want to draft Fields. Yeah, um, which would would be kind of tough. I'm not gonna lie. So just to um, just to share some stats of Deshaun Watson's. Um, so obviously the Texans only won four games this year. But um, he was incredible. Uh, he put up 4,458 passing yards, which was second in the league, had an 112.1 QBR, which was second in the league, and 70.1% completion percentage, which was third in the league. Those are MVP numbers. Yeah. I mean, if his team, if his team won 12 games, then that would be maybe the MVP. Um, so um, some teams that were rumored to – trade with him are the 49ers, the Bears, and the Saints, as this is probably going to be Drew Brees' last year. And then other teams that I thought could trade for him are uh, the New York Giants or New York Jets, I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe Carolina with uh, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield with mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson right next to him. And then Steelers, I'm just saying. Uh, as a Steelers fan, I would want them to trade for him, obviously, um, partly because he's great, but other, the other reason is because I want to have a mobile quarterback is because my bad, big ben. yeah as, as Steelers uh, as all Steelers fans we've seen a non-mobile quarterback basically for the last over 15 years um yeah, and, a half. and I feel like this this could be um maybe Big Ben's last year I don't know he I keep thinking it's gonna be his last year but he keeps coming back and he comes back for another season so um yeah I'm not sure if the Steelers would ever go for that because they're not ones to make big trades but um yeah, yeah I would love the Steelers to go after him so now we are going to get to our NFL awards. So we're going to start off with comeback player of the year. I think we all have the same guy. Uh, yeah. I, at least we all should have the same guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it to Alex Smith. Julio Jones. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, yeah, never Alex mind. Smith. So, and how about you talk about Alex Smith as the comeback player of the year? All right. Alex Smith. So much deserves this award. He's gone through so much. I don't know if you guys have watched the documentary. It's amazing that he's even came back from this. He almost like he almost lost his ability to walk. Like almost it's amazing that he's even oh almost lost his life. Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how he's playing in a playoff game tonight. And uh, there's if you if you don't say it's Alex Smith, like you're honestly you're crazy because. He's worked so hard this season, and mm-hmm. I know the NFC East NFC East isn't strong at all, but he deserves this playoff spot. His team's been fighting hard these past mm-hmm. games, and I can't wait to watch this game tonight. Yeah, um, I think – I mean, just looking at – like, what else can you say about Alex Smith? I mean, literally from almost dying to almost getting his leg amputated, from being told he'll never play not only football again, but – oh, my gosh, sorry about that. Not only football again, but professional football in the NFL, and to go almost basically half half of these games he's been playing and basically lead them to a playoff spot. I mean, just great guy, really inspirational. 
And um, yeah, look at look at Alex Smith. So imp- and so inspirational. Um, so oh, not even just coming back was. I mean, co- uh, obviously coming back to the NFL was crazy. It was a crazy feat for him, but mm-hmm. also playing great. He's playing yeah. great football. Um, it's not like we're them. Not like we're just like you know sugarcoating this. Yeah, thing. if he went zero and six, then all right. Uh, but he went five and one. Mm-hmm. In his six games that he started, he went five and one. He threw for fifteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think I speak for every NFL fan when I say we are all happy to see Alex Smith back playing professional yeah. football. I think uh, Washington football, the Washington football team is going to have a lot of fans tonight because of that. Um, so yeah. Uh, whether they win the playoff game against the Buccaneers, it remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, great job, Alex Smith, for coming back from a very gruesome injury. So now we're going to move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, this was okay. really close. This was really yeah. close for me. I'll so let, Walker, Walker, you start. No, I, don't, I, you start. I, I, I would love to start. I want, oh, I want Emma to start because I have ahead. a pretty interesting right. pick. So I've watched this guy play so many games this season. And I don't understand how you wouldn't like, he looks like a top receiver. Yes. Receiver in his first year, Justin Jefferson. So deserves this award. Herbert's good, but he can't win. I mean, he can win. Like these games are so close. His games are so close and they've lost by single digit points in the past, like I don't know, six, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think it's Justin Jefferson. He had like 1,400 receiving yards I believe he passed Randy Moss mm-hmm. and uh, he's the most receiving yards by a rookie so in the modern era so I think he deserves it um, that's all I gotta say he is amazing and he's gonna be a top receiver yeah so I, I also love Justin, Justin Jefferson um, if he wins this award I will totally get it <sighs> Here, here's the moment I, um, I put on James Robinson as my rookie of the year. Oh, yes. Um, James Robinson, we see him on the Jack. Well, first off, you know, shout out James Robinson. Um, undrafted, undrafted rookie, obviously. Um, and he just, you know, he worked his butt off to get starting, you know, to get the starting job here. Um, and just taking a look at a couple of his numbers, he's had four games with 100 plus rushing yards and then seven total, seven games with just total scrimmage yards over 100. And not to mention this Jaguars team is awful. Like one of the worst in the league this year, and the again, worst. I love Justin Jefferson. I will not be mad about who gets this award, him, Herbert, or Je- or James Robinson. I also have James Robinson on my fantasy team. Maybe just a little bit of bias, but um, yeah, I again, I agree with Emmett, and I'm sure I'll agree with Charlie. Whatever he says. So. Yeah, I had um, right. I had Justin Jefferson, so there might have been a little bias there too. I'll add that. All right. Um... I think this award was probably the closest out of all of them because um, obviously they had the two main candidates, but obviously James Robinson also had a great year. Um, uh, I will give this one to Justin Jefferson, even though Justin Herbert was fantastic this year with throwing 32 touchdowns, which is absolutely crazy and 400, 400 336 yards. Um, Herbert's definitely a star in the making, but Justin Jefferson was the man. He is the man. Um Catching 88 passes for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns was crazy, especially with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. No shade, but Kirk Cousins, this isn't it. Um, so, yeah, I think Emmett hit it right, uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, Justin Justin Jefferson is definitely a star wide receiver. Um, it will, will be mm-hmm. a star wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. Definitely agree. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of talent on offensive rookie of the year. But now we're going yeah, go to go to – Yeah, for me, probably the second – Probably second hardest one to decide. Yeah, yeah definitely one of them. Um, yeah. Now we're going to go with defensive rookie there, and I'm going to start this one. I'm going to give it to my boy, Chase Young. So Chase okay. Young was a monster in his first year. He had seven and a half sacks and a four force fumbles, which is tied for third in the league. And um, uh, he helped a playoff team make it. Um, mm-hmm. The Washington football team's defense is – a, like probably the main reason why they're here in the playoffs is mm-hmm. because it's been so stout all year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think if um, the key tonight in that Buccaneers game is that if Chase Young and the defensive line can get to the quarterback, can get to Tom Brady, um, throw him off his stuff, um, I think Washington football team could have a chance to win. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Chase Young. That's about it. So, uh, Walker, how about you? Um, Who's your defensive rookie of the year? 
I'm going to be honest. I don't – well, first, I picked Patrick Queen out of Baltimore. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't really lo- watch a lot of ball- Baltimore football. Um, but taking a look at his numbers, he had two forced fumbles and two recoveries. Plus one of those recoveries, uh, he, he returned for a touchdown. He had one interception and two sacks. Um, if you were to say those numbers, you would probably think that would be more of a veteran player. Really impressive, you know, numbers. But he's only a rookie. Um, and we didn't really see him as a super high draft pick like Chase Young. You can make the argument that Chase Young, while he may be exceeding expectations, is almost of what we do expect from him. Nothing to take away, but it's just, you know, one of those things. Um, and Patrick Young, Patrick Queen, obviously didn't have maybe perhaps as big of a, you know, top. What did we pick with Jason Young or Chase Young, two, number two? Two. Two, yeah, two. so, um, yeah, but again, I'm not going to be honest. I don't really pay. I'm more of an offensive guy, so this is more of just based off the numbers. Emmett, how about you? All right, I'm going Patrick Queen, too. Honestly, um, with him being a later first-round selection, it's, like, pretty crazy how good he's been playing and uh, not going to be mean – or not – well, not mean, but – Watching Chase Young, like when he was drafted at number two, we already knew he was going to be getting all these sacks and stuff. I think Patrick Queen, like I didn't expect him to be this good. I remember I remember him getting drafted, and uh, it was a good fit, but I didn't think he was going to mm-hmm. be this good to where he win Rookie of the Year or uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Sure. Anyways, I think he'll win it, but I think it'll be very close. I think the judges will have a hard decision. To pick yeah. defensive. A lot of hard pictures sure. here, to be honest. For sure. So, Charlie, you want to uh, open up with – okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Sorry about that. Um, we are going to go with defense – actually, let's go with coach of the year first. Let's go with coach yeah, of the Charlie, year. Yeah, Charlie, you want to – I'm good. I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski as coach of the year for the Cleveland Browns. As much as I hate to say this, he deserves this. As a Steelers fan, I hate the Browns, but um, they've had a great year. Um, bouncing back from a really disappointing year last year, they were six and ten last year, which is really disappointing with a, especially the amount of talent that they had. Um, mm-hmm. And this year they jumped to eleven and five. I think a big reason was Baker Mayfield not turning over the football uh, last year. Um, he had twenty-one interceptions, twenty-one, uh, and this year he cut it down to eight. So. Um, I definitely think Baker Mayfield's play will be the reason whether they win or lose this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but with all the injuries they have, I do expect a first-round exit. But with the Steelers, you don't you don't really know because they're so inconsistent. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Kev- Kevin Stavansky. He's really done a great job this year transforming this Browns roster. So, um, yeah, what about you, Emmett? Who do you have for Coach of the Year? All right. If you would ask me Week 12 with Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. uh, 11-0, and he went eight and eight with a terrible quarterback last season. I would have gave it to him, but seeing Kevin Stefanski now and him making a playoff spot with the Cleveland Browns, it's pretty awesome watching them and their offense work. I'm going to give it to Kevin Stefanski, but um, Mike Tomlin, I think he's pretty close, even though he's struggled the past few games. Well, not the Cleveland game. That was actually a good game, but or the Indianapolis game, but um, the Steelers have kind of fallen off a little bit right before the postseason, so I'm going to give it to Kevin. Um, all right. So I actually didn't go with Kevin. It seems like I'm going with a lot of uh, different picks, but I'm just – anyway, I went with Brian Flores out of uh, Miami. Uh, the reason for this, obviously, Mike Tomlin had a great year. Um, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but- Brown head coach had a really great year too. Shout out Baker Mayfield. But I'm gonna go with Brian Flores just for the uh, one of the single reasons is people expected him to be a bottom five league, bottom five team in the league. Um, obviously we knew we knew about Fitzpatrick, we knew about Tua, and how he's been playing them both has been a little questionable in my opinion. Um, but I mean at the end of the day he did have a great season. They had the third hardest schedule out of the whole NFL, um, which you have to give some props to. And, yeah, I uh, think this Dolphins team is going to be really a force to reckon with in the future. Um, whether it's Tua, I'm sure Tua will be taking the keys of the franchise, and hopefully we can see him develop more as a quarterback. But, yeah, uh, I really like this Dolphins team, and I think Brian Flores is going to um, be a big name in a couple of years, hopefully. I mean, because, I mean, 
if it weren't for how the NFL does its division playoff things, the, you know, the Dolphins would be in. They'd definitely be ahead of the football team. That does make me upset. I hate that. Um, yeah. It should be conference-less, kind of like the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Not uh, not conference-less for the regular season, but for the postseason sake, maybe yeah. they do that. Um, with the NBA, you want to see the best the best 16 teams and not the best eight, the best eight. I don't but, want um, to feel like – I don't want to feel like the Magic – being in over the I don't want to see the game. magic. I want to see the Suns or the or not Suns. Yeah. I'm talking about Suns last year. But all right, uh, we're gonna go with defensive player of the year. I'm gonna go with TJ Watt. TJ Watt's been a monster this year. He had a league high 15 sacks, led the league, um, uh, led the uh, Steelers Steelers defense, who was one of the best best defenses in the league. They actually led the league in sacks as well with 95. Um, yeah, if uh, TJ Watt needs to perform tomorrow night, if the Steelers want to win. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to C.J. Watt. He's great this year. Yep, I think you um totally agree with you, Charlie. I also went with T.J. Watt. Um, Steelers probably the I mean you know best defense uh, this year. Uh, been able to carry big old Big Ben on their backs just a little bit. Um, but I think T.J. Watt's the best. I think hands down the best defender on the best defensive team. And I mean, what more else can you say about that? Uh, leads the league in QB hits and QB tackles. And yeah, I think uh, it shouldn't be too much of a debate. Emmett, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Okay. Um, he's the main man in this L.A. defense, and he's really yeah. – well, He's he's been proving his worth every year now, but yeah. I think he's, he's going to win it. I mean, <laughs> I, it's going to be – again, I keep saying this. It's going to be a real debate between T.J. Watt and Aaron Donald Is because they both had amazing seasons. Is it? No, it's well, not a debate. TJ Watt well, okay, statistically, I think it, it, it is rough because you could say Aaron Donald is a better defender, but you, you can you could take into account from voters fatigue. Um, Aaron Donald's been at he has won these type of awards before. I think it's going to TJ Watt for that reason, but I also think TJ Watt has had a great season, um, and him being a linebacker makes it almost a bit more impressive too. Uh, yeah, that's but, true. What is it? Fifteen sacks? You said Charlie. Yeah, 15. Leads the league, yeah. TJ Watt. But, All uh, right. Yeah. We're going to move on to offensive player of the year. I took an outsider. I took Alvin Kamara. I'm not sure if that's an outsider, but – um. Yeah, I mean – I mean, a little bit. Um, yeah. I think he goes off uh, Alvin Kamara because I think he was more valuable. I mean, they're they're both obviously so valuable to their teams. They would anyway, both sorry. not Who be in the playoffs. Who are you comparing Alvin Kamara? Are you saying Alvin um, Sorry, sorry. I was comparing him to Derrick Henry. Because he was the okay, other okay. contender for me, because um, I didn't really want to pick a quarterback. Um, yeah. So I think Derrick Henry was obviously very, very great this year. I mean, he was super good, uh, record-breaking year, I think. Um, but mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara was more valuable, in my opinion, to his team. Because, for example, in the Vikings game, they were up thirty-one to twenty-seven going into the fourth, and then he had two, um, two clutch time, tor- uh, clutch time touchdowns to put them away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had 21 in total this year, and he's really a dual threat out of the backfield. He can catch it. He can run. He can do everything. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to give Offensive Player of the Year to Calvin Kamara. And you can go ahead and do the next one. All right. My Offensive Player of the Year, it's Derrick Henry. I think he's the most valuable to his whole team. And Mm -hmm. being completely honest, we've seen with this this Saints system, almost any fast running back, running back with agility – can fit in that offense and Alvin mm. Kamara, he gets them um, 120. He gets them a lot of receiving yards each game, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've had a lot of running backs that can do that too. And uh, when, when Alvin Kamara was out, like Latavius Murray, he felt uh, he fell in that position very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's Derrick Henry. Uh, if they didn't have Derrick Henry, I don't think the Titans would be in the playoffs. I think they'd be in the hunt, but I don't think they'd be in the playoffs. Sure. And, um, it's just crazy what he's been doing. Like he had a bad week to start the year. And then ever since the past five, six weeks, it's just lights out performances by him. And I expect they're going to run it a lot too uh, tomorrow. So he'll probably dominate this playoffs, I think, but we'll see. I'll um, give him offensive player of the year though. Man, we're going to have three different players here. It's a little funny. I went, so let me say uh, Derek Kenny was the very, very close second to mine. But I picked Dalvin Cook. Um, obviously, the Vikings team didn't make the playoffs. Uh, we know that. Um, but I think you take away Dalvin Cook, and this team is 
awful. Um, our, um, sorry to interrupt. Washington football team quarterback Alex Smith is inactive tonight. Sorry, I just want to no. put that in. No. He's inactive. I'm sorry. I, I just got the oh, news. Um, I'm so sorry about that, who's, but I just wanted to gonna, tell you. Do we know who's going to start? You want to look at the They, they signed two quarterbacks. They were – I remember – before, like yesterday, they were talking about it. They were going to have a two-quarterback system where he and the other guy they signed off the practice squad was going to, like, rotate every drive yeah. or every other drive. But I guess it – I wonder if they'll flip it with the other quarterback because I know they signed two guys, and uh, I, I was reading about them. They're, I don't know their names. I don't remember now. But they're mm-hmm. pretty decently speed. Like, they have speed. We'll see what they run well, tonight. Um... You know, regardless, shout out Alex Smith. That's obviously tough for the football team fans. But um, hated, I hated reading that. Yeah, I'm you know sorry. what can you do about it? Um, but oh, anyway, oh, oh, oh. Like, Taylor Henneke will start. Taylor Henneke. Okay, oh, right. just I just want to tell you. I don't know who that is. Exactly. So, um, but like I was saying, I chose Dalvin Cook. Um, I just think he's had a really great all around here in both rushing and receiving yards. Um, like I said, I think his Vikings team. Obviously, like I said earlier, they didn't make the playoffs. But you take away Dalvin Cook, and this team is nowhere close. I think Emmett can attest to this because he did have Dalvin Cook on his football, on his fantasy team. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I just think Dalvin Cook is the offensive player of the year. Just seeing how he has carried this Vikings team, even if it's not to a playoff spot, I think it's just undeniable how great he's been. Um, and obviously, uh, Derek Henry and Alvin Kamara, all three great running backs, all three great picks. But uh, yeah, I went with Dalvin Kamara for this one. I mean, uh, excuse me, not Dalvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. All right, we're going to get to the big one, MVP. So I want Emmett to start. Okay, I'll go he's last. The, Patrick he's, the of our, he's the MVP of our podcast. So go, Emmett, yeah. you said Patrick Mahomes? For sure, baby. I'm also, sure. if I may add very fast, I am very biased and well, not a very big well, fan of Aaron Rodgers. I'm very biased here, against Aaron Rodgers and the only person I see competing against Aaron Rodgers is Patrick Mahomes. I'm really hoping Mm -hmm. that Aaron Rodgers doesn't win it because it's going to be really annoying watching that. But if he wins it, he deserves it. If he wins it, he deserves it. No, let's break it down. Why why do you dislike Aaron Rodgers so much? I know know why. Because he plays for the Packers. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's the reason I say since all right, well there you go. Since I since you hate Aaron Rodgers so much, I'm going to bring him up. He is my MVP. I mean, he led the team that had the number one, the number one seed in the NFC. I know Patrick did that as well, but um, Aaron Rodgers led the league in touchdowns overall with fifty-one, and he threw for forty-eight touchdowns and um, four thousand two hundred ninety-nine yards at his highest completion percentage ever, almost at seventy-one percent. I mean, yeah, at what thirty-seven. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, so yeah, the Packers are looking like a Super Bowl team, and the main reason is because Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football for them, especially with Devontae Adams, who is is the probably one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league. I'm still going DeAndre Hopkins, but um, Devontae Adams is still great, and their connection is crazy. So yeah, I'm going to give yeah. it to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Charlie here too. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think we kind of knew how good this Chiefs team is. Um, not necessarily to take away from Patrick, but we do know all the weapons he has. And, um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, just like compared to Mahomes and just Mahomes, had a better QB rating, uh, more passing touchdowns, and a higher completion uh, percentage, which you can take that for what it is. But, um, yeah, we just saw Aaron Rodgers, really, him and Devontae Adams, really just kind of almost put this game on their back and really carried it, carried them to what a lot of Packers fans have been expecting for the past five years. Um, not to mention their run game hasn't even been in almost the strongest this year. Um, but we've seen a lot of guys step up, Robert Tonian or Robert uh, Tonian, however you pronounce it, tight end. But uh, yeah, I have to go with Aaron Rodgers too, like Charlie, as much as it may uh, frustrate Emmett. I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, this is an MVP year and possibly another Super Bowl year for him. We'll see. It's I love think it's see. definitely statistically it's his best year in the NFL. I would love um, to see him and Tom Brady go up against each other. That'd be. I'm great. sick of saying. I'm speak so on Tom Brady. They, they, I have a oh, very... the NFC Championship. All right, I was about to say Super Bowl. Now that you're speaking about Tom Brady Walker, I have a very quick mm. question for both of you. I just okay. thought of this. Imagine oh. being signed to a team. You're playing the Buccaneers. Imagine right. being picked up 
in the playoffs and being asked to start after their quarterback goes down with an injury. We're talking about the football what team. What are you thinking? Who, who, I'm, I'm talking about the football team. What are you thinking? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like a Madden storyline. Like, it's a Madden storyline. It is like a Madden storyline. It is. If he wins this, like, this is going to yeah. be the biggest thing the whole year, I think. This is the biggest game this of, his, yeah. of his think, life. Um, if he wins this, he will be signed to a team next year. I can assure it. Not to get I you can off topic, he, but, uh, he won't be a starter, but he'll be a backup. Well, if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady loses this game. Um, obviously, he, those he six can't Super Bowls don't count. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I mean, we're, we're gonna find out this year and next year how much of it is Belichick and how much of it, or how much of it is Tom Brady. That's that's a good honestly, point. That's a good honestly, point. If, if Tom Brady loses first round this year, and Aaron Rodgers goes on to win the Super Bowl, I, I mean, I'll go and say I think Aaron Rodgers is the more talented quarterback of all time talented no i agree i agree um but yeah this is gonna be a big year for tom brady whether um, or not he yeah loses to a a seven and nine team a team without a name could, could no not even a name they have a losing record the mm-hmm. 11 are they 11 wins Tampa Bay has 11. Tampa Bay has 11. Washington is 11 and 5 Buccaneers play the 7 and 9 football team. If the football (laughs) team wins this game, oh, it's, uh, I'm calling it all on Tom Brady or at least the defense. Like, how do you let a free agent QB that just got there a week ago Mm -hmm. beat you in a playoff game? Yeah, yeah, if he loses, uh, if he loses to a team without a name, all of his Super Bowls get transferred to the Steelers. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and we'll the Steelers will have twelve. That'd be great. We'll see what the case is. Yeah. Um, so as uh, so the Bills have officially won their first playoff game since what nineteen ninety five. So yeah, congratulations to all the Bills fans out there. You truly Josh Allen, shout out. Gone through a lot of stuff. Touchdowns. Um, the Bills dangerous, by the way. Very um, dangerous. Yeah, the same. Dangerous. What's your question? How far? How far was that kick? They threw the hail mary. 50, it was fifty-three yards. Are we talking about the kick or the throw? the field goal that they could have taken instead of oh, their hail mary? Do we know uh, how far know. that would have been? Because I, I think it was, I'm it sorry, was but Hot Rod has a big leg, and he showed it all year. He mm-hmm. he's the best rookie kicker. Well, uh, Tyler Bass, he was the other rookie kicker playing against them this game. Yeah. They're both good, but yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I'm I know hail marys. They're so unlikely. I almost want to take the kick. What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just say for any situation, if you have a fifty-yard field goal with a, a fifty-plus-yard field goal, and let's just say Philip Rivers is a great quarterback, Hot Rod is a great kicker. I mean, Charlie, and what and from any level, high school to NFL, I mean, what are you doing? If it's 50 yards. Um, and, and, and all right. Emmett, you, you want to say the kick? Also, like to add, they the don't have DeAndre Hopkins or an well, amazing wide receiver. They have Michael Pittman and uh, T.Y. And, and, and we're going to assume I, that – and we're going to assume a field goal ties it and a touchdown yep. wins it. I am yep. always a guy that always wants to tie it because yeah. I feel like – if you tie it and you go into overtime, you have all the momentum. I'm telling you, all of it. Because you, because in the in the Colts case, they had just come back down from a deficit. You know, they scored 14 points in the in the fourth quarter. They came back back down from a deficit. And if you kick the field goal, it goes in. You have all the momentum. Um, maybe you get lucky in the overtime and you throw first touchdown, you win. I'm just saying, yep. I'm I'm always a kick it guy. Because um, if if it doesn't have the leg, it doesn't have the leg. But yeah. yeah, especially with the old quarterback like Philip Rivers, who I've never been a fan of, and you don't really have a star wide receiver anymore due to T.Y. Mm-hmm. Hilton not being his old self, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he's still good. Yeah. I mean, he's not an all-pro anymore. Or yeah, I'm think, kicking a, a 60 over throwing it. Like, this wide um, receiver core has been pretty sad for them. Listen, maybe. I'm not sure about most 60. NFL 60 kickers, is a lot. Most NFL yeah. kickers can hit 60-plus. They just right. – their coaches don't let them. Have you seen – High school kickers. There's high school kickers that can boot 60s. There's yeah, videos I of think, people booting 70s. I'm well, not saying some, that it's easy. Because sometimes they don't have all the pressure on them. Because you have all the pressure, and then they take a that's timeout, they true. ice you. And then, yeah, that's very true. And if you don't people make that kick, block the kick. That's very true. Because sometimes uh, a kick, oh, one kick can change a franchise. I'm just saying. Because yeah. if he misses that kick, maybe they blow it up, and they're not good for the next 10 years. I'm just saying. I, think I know it's that, a hypothetical, um, but still. I think going for a kick instead of go, like let's say, 
so obviously Philip Rivers, obviously the touchdown didn't count. So there's always gonna be that what if, what if we did kick the field goal? And I think if Hot Rod does kick the field goal and he misses, I don't think it's gonna be as big of a what if, because I think, I mean, I agree with Charlie. I'd rather go for the field goal too. Um, I think Hot Rod had to look for it. We've seen it in college, and he's kicked. He kicked. He kicked a fifty yarder this field, uh, year too. So. But if you know, I may you know, add also. It's, like, it's not like the coach really going to go. I'm going to add this. If it's like a 60-yard kick and I have a Calvin Johnson, a DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. I'm throwing touchdowns. Throw it like, every time. Yeah. But yeah. when you have such they a don't weak have receiver course, they have their best receivers are rookie this year. Mm-hmm. When you have – I mean, besides Michael Pittman, they have no big receivers either. Like Exactly. I'm not the thing about T.Y. Up. Hilton – yeah, T.Y. Hilton's if not going to come down with that. If, no yeah, if you were to throw it to T.Y. Hilton, he's not going to come down with it because, what, he's like 5'11", 5'10"? Yeah, 5'10". I mean, he's not tall. So no. when throwing it to a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, he's big. He's like, what, 6'2", six foot two, probably 6'3"? Yeah. Julio. Julio's oh, even yeah, bigger. Yeah, I'm taking Julio, too. He's like 6'6", even... yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I would kick it because, especially in the Colts situation, but if you're like the Bills – I would probably throw it because you have a guy like Josh Allen who has <laughs> yeah. a rocket as an arm, a rocket. Yeah, I'm throwing um, this. And you guys, you have guys like I know Stefan Diggs isn't very tall, but I think he's much better than T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is oh, like Shut out up. of the out of the out world of, yeah. better. It's crazy. I mean, T.Y. Difference. used to be a very amazing wide receiver. He was one of my favorite wide receivers for so long, yeah. but. I drafted them in fantasy thinking that they were going to pass it so much with Phillip Rivers, and they did. But T.Y. Hilton was such a shell of himself. He, he had a terrible season. He scored like – he scored his first touchdown in like week 12. I don't remember what week it was. It was late yeah. in the season, though. It hurts so. seeing him, guys like him, and like A.J. Green especially too, just see them, you know, just – I feel like A.J. Green you know. hasn't been on the field in yeah. years. Year, yeah, I actually might be years. He kind of reminds me of John Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Green does because he's either I, no, I, I'm just I mean, I, I agree. No, I agree. Because, no, I was just laughing. Um, how I agree. Yeah, I they're agree both, um, they're both they both were great in college, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're both great in college. AJ Green in Georgia, both actually electric. Ele- Shut okay. out. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Um, they're both electric in college, obviously. Yep. Um, they come to the NFL, good for the first couple of years injuries and then they hold out almost or something um something contract wise i mean happens. i actually yeah a, yeah something contract wise happens obviously um because with john wall the contract the contract part of it was his contract was ginormous Super max, I mean. it, was, it was dead cap it's literally dead cap because he's not on the court for two and a half years mm-hmm. so um aj green could i mean he's what 32 now um, could he be going to a contender? Could he be going to somewhere? I'm not saying Dallas is a contender, but I'm saying maybe they could use someone like him that's a super big receiver to give Dak another win. Yeah, I think we'd love to see. I think guys, athletic freaks like those guys, there's so much potential. It just depends on whether or not they can stay healthy, which is something out of their league, out of All their right. question. I have another question for you guys. This is back on Deshaun Watson. How many first-round picks – are you willing to give up to get Deshaun Watson to be your starting quarterback? Two. I'm giving up one. Two. One. You said Dude, the first are you really going to give up that round? many assets? For no, many no, no, no. I'm just asking one. No, I, I was just confused by one. I was yeah, just confused I by think... that. I would probably give up two to three. I don't know about two, like, three. Two to depending three. Depending on what I get lot. back. If I get Deshaun Watson another player, I don't know. And if, I, if it's just like I give up three and I don't give up another player, then all right, I don't know. I think I know I more think, about NBA trades. Just saying. Here's the thing about me: for it, if you're that desperate to get a quarterback, let's say you're you're willing to trade three first round picks, your team's probably not that good. So the way yep. I see it, if your team is that bad, you'll probably well, end up with a top five pick, and then let's say you can draft a quarterback then. Well, if your team think, like the Bears, if your team like the Bears yeah. who One are pretty away, desperate almost. for a quarterback, because Mr. Trubisky, I'm sorry. Even if I am the Bears, I'm going to max. Had... Max, I'm saying two. Max, all right, if you get up two, if I go probably... more than three, that's ruining the franchise's like future. 
Well, future, if, you're, yes. if you're quote unquote ruining the future, you get a young young quarterback who's going to be a all pro for the next seven years, probably maybe even more. To be fair, it is um, um NBA and NFL is much different. No, I know, no, I know. Yeah, um, to be because the I thing is that picks, yeah. I think the Bears are uh, are a really good football team. But obviously, they just haven't been able to have the same quarterback talent because Mitch Trubisky's been so inconsistent. They've been switching out. Trubisky like Georgia. Foles. Um, Georgia yeah, that's, that's, yeah, Georgia. I mean, they're super talented, especially on the defensive end. But um, yep. the other quarterback room is just a mess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love the like. Oh, I love the I love this Bears team. Um, it's it's just it's all there, you know. It's just all there for the taking. You see that one quarterback piece, just like Georgia. Just like a lot of teams we see, they just need that one quarterback. Exactly. And, like looking at the Bears team, defense is great. You have a great player in Khalil Mack at the at the D line, and then um you have a good wide receiver in Allen Robinson. Is that uh, is that his name, Allen Robinson? I know, yep. I know, I know. He's just underrated in my opinion. I think he's he's a great wide receiver. Um, and then you have I mean you have a good offensive line that type of stuff. So if, I feel like Deshaun Watson could be the difference in making this team going from eight and eight to. 12 and four. Um, I think that could be uh, a difference because this team, Deshaun Watson, and without him, this team, this Texas team could be 0 and 16. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, I guess without Deshaun Watson. But uh, yeah, I think that basically covers basically what we we're going to go over this episode uh, and be a little bit of NBA and yeah. a whole lot of NFL. Whole lot of NFL. So, um, we'll be back next week, by the way. Backs next Saturday. Yes. That's good. The new, the we'll, new uh, thing every Saturday. And uh, yeah, hopefully, um, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, one last thing to end on, just for all the Bears fans out there, you had the chance. You and and, and different, different reality, you don't have to trade for him. You would already have him. And you had but, two yeah, shots. You had two shots. You had yeah. Patrick and Deshaun. Yeah. Well, but, he uh, was a little more of a raw prospect, so Patrick was. But, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, not Deshaun, Deshaun was more. Deshaun was yeah. more cemented because he was already. a national championship guy. All right, <laughs> so I yeah, we're it. gonna end it there. Uh, so next week we'll definitely start talking about the wild card games. We'll re- be reviewing them, and um, yeah, we'll see you guys probably next playoff, Saturday. Probably, probably playoff Super Bowl predictions. Oh, too, and so. we'll be reacting to the national championship, and I'll probably have a yes. lot to say, win or lose. I'll have a lot to say. So um, yeah, All right, see you well, next uh, time. See y'all. Thank you. Thanks for listening.